Right, I don't know if that is that touching it. I don't know, mate. Oh. Look at palatial space. Good, good, good. I've got my feet all tucked up in in sleeping bag. I've put a can you see? I've put a compede blister patch over my little cut in trousers. Looks like it's holding well. I've had my tea, warmed up, tightened my guy lines a bit, and here I am at whatever time it is doing summer. Doing a little one man show for you in my tent. I don't know what it's going to be like. Whatever. Shall I ask you some questions? On Tinternet? Could ask you some questions on... Uh, what's it called? G uh, in Instagram. And see what you all say. Yeah. I could just freestyle it, couldn't I? Just I could just freestyle it and waffle a bunch of bollocks, which is what I think I'll do. Right. Shall I do this as also as a patron-only thing, or am I mad? My little lantern's glowing up there. Right, come on then. A beer review. And if it goes well, we'll drink both of them, because there's not much, not much else to do, really. We've got a bit of signal, which is good. Ooh. I've got my podcasts and that but right so well I have the audacity to make this up right I'm doing it welcome to a patron only this little bit is for you because I've edited this I'm sure I've edited this down and took the best bits out of it and put it in the main video because TBH I'm uh, short on content on this trip because look at that as well and this is for people just watching, and so I'm here. This is on Patreon. <laughs> I'm a bit scatterbrained. I've not even had a drink or anything, mate. I'm just, whew. It's been one of them, hasn't it? It's been one of them. So this is just Patreon only. The long, This long version is for you lot, and there'll be a little, if I say some funny stuff, I guess, I'll put it in, I'll put it in main video. Because I was supposed to be having drone shots and it was snow and all this sort of stuff, but the weather has done me dirty. Let me tell you that. I've, uh, whew, well, my truck's been broke for a long time, so I've been a bit stranded. And I got my truck back and thought, right, let's get out. Oh, let's get up into the snow. Gagging to get up into the snow. So I drove up and time was against me. I parked my truck and just hightailed it up into the mountains. I got found out a bit actually. I was gassing a little bit. So my cardio wasn't all that good. I still managed it. It was fine, but summer to work on. And as I was coming up, it was just getting greyer and greyer and the wind was picking up. And I got to up top and I had decided to keep going to this other bit, but it was completely closed out so I chose another section which was just as high hightailed it up there and once I got to the top it was just blowing a gale man it was I had to put my camera away because it was just everything was getting wet and it was getting too windy 
so I decided to come back down the mountain a little bit just to, to try and find somewhere a little bit less exposed um, and I came down off this peak a different way than I'd gone up thinking that I was in a different place and I got completely lost um, well as lost as you can get up here without you know I've got me I've got GPS on my phone and everything but I ended up not where I wanted to be or where I knew I was and it was getting dark quickly so instead of looking for somewhere that's going to have a good like panoramic view in the morning I just thought well let's get for safety so I'm near there's like an old stone dry stone wall that's a snow drifters sort of a load of snows drifted against it and I'm just in front of that and it's a little bit it's a lot more chilled out actually than up the top um, so I just pitched my tent up, blowing a gale, man, it was blowing everywhere. But I managed to get it up and we've settled down now. I've had my dinner and um, I'm all warm. I've got these little bad boys, which for if, if I've just put this out as an audio, which the audacity of it, they look like little tea bags. And uh, they're just hand warmers. Oh, So I've got one in each pocket and then I chuck a couple in the bottom of my sleeping bag as well. And that just keeps my toes warm and, and, you know, keeps the sleeping bag warm. And I'm going to have a beer with you. Uh, but I'm going to also, right, do this bit for the... Hoo-hoo, right, look at this. Hold on. I'm going to have it. Get my... Get my bulb out of the way. Look at that. Judge Dredd, I believe. It's a Northern Monk... Thought Bubble, 2000 AD, Rebellion, 7%. Oh, shamoochi. Oh, I should have shown you that, shouldn't I? For those just listening, <laughs> he's pissing around with a cannon or the monk again. Look at that, man. Can you see? Judge Dread Flanders. Would it, um... For all you comic goons, there you go. It's all about comics, this one. And I think you'll agree, the can art is pretty cool. I'm feeling that one, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Let's get into it, let's, let's have a go. Can you see me? Doesn't really matter, does it? You can hear me, you know pretty much what I'm doing. I'm sat in a tent drinking a beer, obviously, aren't I? <laughs> I've just been out and done my guy lines and checked and it is just, you can't see your hand in front of your face out there. It's abysmal. It keeps, it keeps blowing a hoolie one minute, raining, pissing down, then it'll be calm for a bit. We're in a bit of a calm zone at the moment. That's why I thought I'd have a, I'd have a little what? Have a little beer. Oh my word. That is nice, that. Ah, oh, tin fruit. Delectable ball bag. Right. Absent friends. Mm. Oof. Oh, it's nice because it's cold as well. It's been out there. Mmm, 
Northern Monk. To be fair, it's maybe a little bit too cold, is that? Right, where's the best place for that? Is that there? That's not good, is it? You need that out of sight, out of sight and out of mind, you fucking shitbag. About there, look. Too bright. That's alright. That's alright. <laughs> am I alright? That's me, thing. am I alright? Uh, what can I even show you? I got nought to show you, mate. Your toys are out. Now. Gloves are all wet. Yeah, I'll show you this as well. If you're going to get a pair of these, these Trek Masters, if you're going to get them when you're on Cape Raft Trailer because you'd, you'd forgotten a pair of gloves, I'd maybe give these a swerve because they make all your hand go black inside where reinforced leather bit is. Definitely not leather, is it? Boring. Right, come on. I'm surprised, really, this camera hasn't absolutely cacked it because it's soaking wet. It's not even waterproof. And um, I got it so wet out there. <laughs> Zoom you right out, look at that. Get after it, mate. I'm going on a bit of a long distance hike. I was supposed to be going down to Dustin Bushcraft Tools uh, Wood this weekend for a bit of a party, but my van cacked it and it sent me into, sent me into doldrums put me back with work and stuff so my van's had to take priority over everything um, and I got it back and I'm just starting to get things back in order and so that's why I've come out to film a bit yeah but also because I've just been trapped and wanting to come out as well and it's I mean in the weather it's it's not ideal for filming I can't go out and do my time lapses and my night you know my star shots or drone shots or anything like that because of the weather, so we're confined to the tent, so it's a bit waffly, isn't it? A bit waffle, a bit that. Remember when, uh... Ah, oh, you dead leg. Oh, fucking boring, I'm boring myself. What's wrong with this thing here? Has he got it behind this screen? Hello? Hello? D Hazy. Undoubtedly, you were in the Special Forces. Uh, were you in the SBS or SAS? And that is from A. Middleton. Well, thanks, Mr. Middleton. Uh, I don't really talk about it, me, uh, all that sort of stuff, mate. It's been... <laughs> There's rumours going around that I was in Power Rangers for about eight years, but... I can neither confirm nor deny these rumours. Uh, you just do, you, you know, Just let's put it this way. Uh, you're welcome for your safety, yeah? You're welcome for your freedom. Dear Hazy, what is the biggest animal you think you could knock out with one punch? Uh, keep up the good work. I'm a massive fan. Yours truly, Mr. D. Attenborough. Um, the biggest animal I could leather in a wanna. What and light turn its lights out? Uh, I've done a cow. Um, 
probably a rhino. I think probably a rhino if I... If you catch it right, if it charges and you... Which way would I slip it? I'd probably slip it that way, like out the matrix. Would I slip it like that? Yeah, I'd slip it to the right and then just do like that uppercut. So, and it's not in the octagon, well it is in the octagon, but it's like, it's a big octagon, it's about five times the size of a normal octagon. So it's maybe, I don't know, it's the size of a, like a, a tennis court, let's say it's a, like a tennis court, right? Rhino starts in one corner, I start in other corner. What, what are you wearing? Good question, not much, actually not much at all. Probably just a pair of budgie smugglers, neon budgie smugglers, and I'm and I'm oiled up. I'm oiled up because I like to because I want to cut through cut through the wind. I want to move. I want to be able to move. I want to be slick. Um, and everyone's come to to cheer on the rhino, obviously, because he's undefeated. You know, he's 49 and 0, and this is for his this is his retirement bout. This is for big 50. At big five oh. And he starts in one corner and I start in the other and I've I'm nervous but I'm quietly confident. He charges, I walk. So he charges and I just I'm I'm just strolling like that and everyone's like, what's he even doing man? He should be running or you know doing something like gearing up for it and I'm just walking like that. Just you know just all calm. And then it Rhino gives it that goes down and I just go, it like it's like out the matrix, I just go, I duck to the right like that, I kiss him, I kiss his horn on the way, like go like this. <laughs> so he's like that and I'm just in slow, because when they do the slow-mo afterwards, this is what happens, um, I just, I sort of, I bob, I duck, I kiss, and then I uppercut underneath the horn and I catch him. His eyes roll back, close, and then he just skids, falls to the floor and just skids and just leaves a big like hole about three meters long like that. And then I just go, <laughs> go over to him and I just put one foot on him like that. One foot like that. 49 and one, mate. <laughs> Thanks for your question. Thanks for your question. Mr. Attenborough. <laughs> right, next question. Uh, who, who would you take with you in a survival situation uh, in the Highlands of Scotland out of these three people? Um, one, Ray Mears. Two, Paul Gascoigne. And three... Let's have a think. Oh. Uh, let's not have a think because it's written down here, isn't it? Uh, Ray Mears, Paul Gascoigne, and uh, Tony Stark. That's what he said here. No, he hadn't. Three, three people. Out of Ray Mears, Bear Grylls, and Paul Gascoigne. The Little bits of feathers floating around after it because of me, uh, my little wound in shin. And uh, who's that from? 
and that's from Paddy uh, and that's from Dean Gaffney uh, who would I take with me in the Scottish Highlands well Bear Grylls would be out because even though he's a good lad I'm sure he's a good lad I've just seen uh, too many videos where he's just he's been a bit weird he's acted a bit weird he's done something a little bit weird and I've uh, I don't know, there's just something about, I don't know if we would get on long for the whole duration of this survival thing. Yeah, I think I, I think he'd do me nothing, I think, a little bit. Um, I wouldn't even take Ray because, I, unfortunately, I would do Ray's head in, I think. Because they say never meet your heroes and I wouldn't want him to meet his. Nah, I wouldn't want to meet Ray because I would do his nutting. Because not as good at surviving as him. I'd be all giddy and he'd just be over it. We'd fall out, we'd have a falling out or he'd be trying to do stuff and I'd be like, what about this Ray, Ray, look at this, look at me Ray. Like that, filming it. Hey Ray, get on, let's do a beer review Ray. And he'd just get sick of me and just leave me at lurch so. I get, who was the other one, Paul Gascoigne. I'd go with Paul Gascoigne, I guess, because we're in the same boat, me and Gaza. We're both in the same boat, looking after each other, and I think the morale will be high. Uh, found dead in no time, won't we? That'll be headline, won't it? Easy and Gaza found dead, like just found cuddling, spooning. Who'd be spooning who? I'd be spooning him found that'd be us just freezing froze to death uh, in a zombie apocalypse whereabouts would you go and what two weapons your what main weapon and secondary weapon would you use thanks a lot and that's come from mr r grimes um <laughs> where would i go good question I wouldn't go anywhere mate, I'd stay at home. I've thought about this, I'd stay at home. I've got a decent, I've got like, I think my house would be quite good for just bugging in. And I'd just barricade it up. I've got plenty of stuff there, food and that. I've got, I've got plenty of axes. Uh, I've got a couple of guns, catapults. Um, and when I say guns, I mean two twos, not, I ain't got anything else. Yeah, a couple of guns, I've got axes, I've got knives, I've got loads, and I've got too many knives, if I'm honest. So I'll probably make some up, like, tie them all around digits and on elbows, and just walk around like that, just slicing all my furniture, slicing myself up, not being able to go for a wee. Edward Bushcraft Blades. Um... I'd get lonely though, wouldn't I? And it wouldn't be... No, I'd be nomadic, actually. I wouldn't just bug in. I'd, I'd be nomadic. And I'd get my truck, fill it all full of the stuff that I needed, and I would be off-ski. But in this scenario that I'm assuming that... Oh, f f keeps going off. Um, yeah, I'm assuming that in this scenario, my family and friends are all safe. My immediate family is all safe or dead. Um, so, <laughs> this is just a zombie, this is a zombie apocalypse podcast, really. I've done this. I've been nomadic. 
and I'd have my weapons of choice would be, and I'll be real on this one. I don't know actually. I don't know enough about guns. The only things I know about guns are from Call of Duty. I don't, a machine gun, plenty of ammo, and then a sword, secondary weapon, a sword, and then I'd have a little, and I'd have a pistol with one bullet in it, just with like. Uh, I'd engrave some on it like uh, log off. I do. Uh, oh yeah, I'd engrave Control Alt Delete on a bullet, and I always have it ready because if I'm backed into a corner and all the zombies are coming, where I was, where am I going? In mouth. Where would I go? I've come into a school. I'm in a big school. I'm seeing. I'm in a big school. I've run in from zombies, they've all come in through, I've slain an absolute boatload of them as well. And I'm probably last man alive, no doubt. Slain loads of them with sword, gun's gone, ammo's gone. I'm just on sword now. I've got a shield, I don't know where I've got it from, I've picked it up from somewhere, like a gift shop or something, I've got a shield anyway and I've sl I'm slain them but it's fatigued, I'm fatigued and I'm backed into this big sports hall and I've locked the door and I'm in a sports hall in a school. But the battery, they're banging up doors and the doors are starting to give way. They're going to come through and I'm just in the middle of this sports hall. I'm like, ah, oh. if that door goes, I'm going to get surrounded and, and nibbled to bits. And then become one of them slack-jawed muppets. So I'd take my little gun out, with my <laughs> get my Control-Alt-Delete bullet, Bosch. And then, where would it? Into, <laughs> no. I don't think I'd do it in mouth, that's too much. That's intrusive, it's... I feel like it could go out the back at neck and just not do out. I'd go into the side at noggin like that. Bosh. Done. <laughs> oh. I'd do that as soon as there was news of the zombie, the zombie apocalypse. As soon as I was just scrolling through Instagram and they were like, oh, there's been a, there's a zombie apocalypse. Dave. I'm out. Thanks for your question, Mr. R. Grimes, aka Joey D. Should we give Joey D a ring? That could be a good. That could be good, couldn't it? From up here. Is that going to do his head in? Should we text him? <laughs> can't do that, can I? Oh, I can't do that. All giddy off one can. Text him. Hey, mate. Right. This is the worst. Uh, this isn't even a podcast, this is it? What is this? Tales from the Tent. David Brent. Can't even show you around me. Tell you what, there's loads of room. Because there's still room behind you. Oh no. My battery's going on this. But I'll tell you something, <coughs> which I'll show you. This is good actually. Good content, this, mate. Is that look at the size of power bank. And that is not cockney rhyming sl slang. Oh wait a minute. There you go. Charging. This is good for so many out, like, this is it's the best charger I've got. Anchor power bank. I'll leave a link below, or if this is just on Amazon, I mean on um, Patreon, then I'll, it's, I'll leave a link below. Come <laughs> Shit, it, I am shit. Right, how we're gonna set this up then? That can go there, maybe. Yeah, plugged in, we're in.
Yes, mine. Mad setup, this, like. If I could show you it. Shall I, I'll try and show you this setup I've got going on here, look. Um, how do I do this? Oh. You looking. Hold on. You look at. Oh no, you're looking at me. This is absolute madness. There you are. Right. Camera. With mic. Torch. And anchor on top of it, look. Goodness gracious me. Who can we phone? Should I phone Matt Morgan? He'll be busy, won't he? He'll be busy writing his writing his heart out for some for his new project. Uh, which is mint by the way. And I know he doesn't listen to this. So I can blow smoke up his ass without it. Without it being uh, sycophantic or anything, but he, uh, my mate Matt Morgan, Matty Morgs. There's only a few of you on here that know him, maybe. Who, a bit of a crossover, but for those who watch my channel, you'd have seen him come out with me a couple of times camping. And uh, he's um, he's doing all right for himself at the moment. He's got a, he's got himself a show that he has to write for. I don't even know what I'm supposed, what I'm allowed to say, or what he's allowed to say about it, but. It's quite a big thing, and me and him were in the Lake District having breakfast in a in a cafe, and he told me about it. He told me about this this pilot episode that he'd done, and I was so engrossed in it the way he was telling me. He was like, "Oh, it starts with this guy just runs out of these bushes, and he's got one of them like I don't know, like a gimp mask, but with a fucking hell, mate. You know, oh, it's just a fucking shit show in it. Sorry." I can't, I can't do it. I'm just not good enough. Balance. That's what life's about, mate, balance. Just nestling knees, nestling dormer. Right, okay, so what was I saying? Oh yeah, Matt, told me about this show that he was, or this pilot that he'd written. And I can't, I probably can't tell you too much about it. In fact, I know I can't. Um, but the way he described, because I'm not from that, I'm not, I've got nothing to do with TV or writing or anything like that. I didn't do well at school. I've always been worked with my hands like a late. I've always just done like building stuff. <laughs> That's what I do, grafting. And so for him to just break it down for me, come on. You know, the story arc, the twists, the turns, like the, the end of the episode was just, I was engrossed, mate, and I was like, when does it, what, what happens next? And he was like, I don't know. You've, you've got to write it. I can't imagine that sort of pressure or that sort of being that creative where it, it, it's all in his head. That's what he does. So he's got, to, he's got to write it, right? And then they're like, yeah, that's a great idea. But then he's got to keep doing it, like keep writing that idea when it doesn't really have an ending. He's just got a really good first episode, which was a little bit like the first episode, like, do you know the first episode of Breaking Bad where it's like a full, it starts with him in a, like a compromising position or whatever, then the episode goes all the way around and it meets him back there. It was like that and it blew my mind and I was keen to know more, but I was fiending to know more, but it, 
he said it doesn't exist. So it only exists in his brain and and then whoever else he writes with and stuff. So amazing stuff. I'm proud of him for that. It's um, he deserves it. He deserves it. The best writer I know. Is what I told him the other day actually. But don't know any other writers do I? So how much of a anyway? Right, I'm waffling like an absolute lunatic. <laughs> Here we go. Look at this. Look at it. Hallelujah. Dude. This is Infinity Vortex. 7.4%. Now I wonder if they've nailed this like it what like the first time round because let me tell you something. I've done I've 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 gone on record to say this is my favourite beer that Northern Monk have done. Uh, they did a little interview with me for the Patrons boxes um a bit ago and they said what what what's your favourite beer that we've done? And I said this. Um and then they recently did a like a Hall of Fame competition. I was in it as well. Did I get fruit at next round? I didn't even get out at first round, mate, for my hazelnut, hazelnut porter. I felt like asking you lot to vote for it, but I didn't. I should have done. Should have gone on YouTube and said, come on, let's get me fruit at next round. But that would have kind of been cheating. And, and anyway, I'd have voted against me. I'd have voted for this. Um, Infinity Vortex, mate. And it's part of uh, Tank Petrol. Uh, Tank Petrol does the artwork. Absolutely amazing artist, man. So cool. Born in Poland in 1982. Brilliant. And so what they did is they had um, all the, like a load of patrons beers in a tournament. It's like a Street Fighter tournament. And then they would put it on their stories on Instagram. People would vote. And then they'd get through to the next round. And this was the winner. And the winner got to got gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, and also gets their beer brought back out again. So, next time they have one, I'm gonna rally you. Like I'm gonna rally the troops, and we're gonna get one of our beers back back on the back out and into the Hall of Fame. The hazelnut, mate. The first one, the hazelnut porter. We're gonna get that in the Hall of Fame. Um, and I'm looking forward to this to see if it is as good as the, like the first time I had it, it was, it was a delicious, uh, that's what I went out to, um, SK, SK, SKGN, a worthy, a worthy opponent, they did, they put me in with, they put me in with big dogs, they put me in with, Va with Van Damme in the first round, or whoever man, M. Bison, right, here we go again. On the uh, patron only slash take the good bits for YouTube show. Daniel Beddingfield. Oh, it's juicy, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, whoa, and it's a collaboration as well with Other Half Brewery and Equilibrium Brewery. 
and it's just delicious. It is. Mm. So good. That's so good. That's as good as I remember it. As good as I remember it. Because it's, I mean, it's 7.4%, but it doesn't have that sickly, overly juicy, that mango-y sort of, you know, it's got no fruits added to it. So it's not, it's not sickly, it's just, it's just good. It's just good. Can you hear it? Rains are picking up. Rains are picking up, guys. Do I? Oh man. So that's delicious. Anyway, let's review it. What's first one I'm giving? Judge Dread one. That was nice. Nine point two. This is ten. This is a straight ten out of ten. So this is me now. Um, I wish I could show you where I am. And if I've got, well, you'll see it morning, I guess. You'll see it morning. I'll see, we'll both see where I am for the first time because when I pitched here, I could only see maybe five meters in front of me. So yeah, I couldn't really see much. I just saw this wall and a load of snow, a snow, drift and so I thought I'll get in front of that because the wind's blowing this way and I'm just tucked in nicely behind this wall so although I'm getting battered a bit it's nothing compared to the other side of the wall or a little bit further up that way and fingers crossed in the morning all this weather's gone and it's clear and we can see where where we are and uh, maybe even get a sunrise which would be good Oh, battery's going, look, battery's going. Battery's going, we'll ride it till she goes. Who knows what part of the sentence it'll go on. That's how it, that's how we roll. That's how we're rolling on this show. But all the warm kicks back out. It's my first time using me uh, Rab 900 this year. Cause, well, <laughs> I don't know mate. I'm gonna say it, fuck it. No, I'm gonna say it. The government, Oh, this is when it'd be good for batteries to go out as soon as I get on one. The government denied me me camping last winter. Even just in my local woodland or whatever, I didn't do it because of like a solidarity for everyone who couldn't do it. I was like, well, I'm not going to do it. You're not allowed. You know, you've got to be sensible. Um, and so I didn't, and I missed out on on a full winter of wild camping in the snow and I love winter wild camps and if you think you only get one winter wild camps only come around once a year and I'm probably, probably gonna live what max I'll be about be lucky if I get to 70 and I didn't start camping till I was like maybe, oh, maybe like late teens early 20s so 20 30 40 50 60 five years 50 years 50 times like let's just say there's only 50 and they've 50 that's not a lot 50 winters of camping and they've denied me one and I love it so much and my 
But you know, as, as everyone's did, my mental health suffered during lockdown. Not being able to get out camping and, and be spontaneous and stuff. <laughs> and when I think how bad I, I, I suffered and, with nogging, and then I think about these. <laughs> All these posh lads and lassies having a party and laughing about it. Like they say, don't get political or don't talk about religion or politics. And I don't, I keep away from it all. I don't talk about it on here at all. You know, I don't, I don't even talk about it in real life. I don't have that many opinions on it. Like it's each to their own. But this ground my gears because the sacrifices that people made for them to be laughing about it and having a like just doing their own thing it's ridiculous mate and whether that you know i don't care who it is i don't care whether it's tories or labor or i don't care who it is it's the government it's the people that are supposed to be leading by example and leading us uh like you're leading us and governing us and they're they're mugging us off literally mugging us off so you just feel like i feel like what the what's the point like why why did i make all them sacrifices i know why i made them sacrifices because that's what you're supposed to do um we were the we were in the right and the people there was a comment i read a comment that someone said um i, I had to i couldn't go and visit my dying daddy he had to die without me by his side because the government had told me that i wasn't allowed to do it and so i was being a good citizen when really I should have been a good son. And that broke my heart, mate. That was like, that's, and that really happened. That really happened. And all the while they're just like cheese and biscuits and laughing at about it. So whether you like politics or not, this isn't really a politics thing, mate. It's more of a human thing. Um, and you know, Boris Johnson, mate, I don't think I'd get on with him in real life. That's my problem. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I'd have got on with him at school. I don't think I'd get on with him now. Just seems like a bit of a snake and a bit of a melt. That's it, mate. I'm not going to get into it. Because it's... It's like a buzzword, isn't it? Like a buzz thing. I'm in <laughs> And we all... I don't know anything about anything, really. I don't know about politics. I don't know about religion I don't know about anything like that I don't I only have a few opinions I keep them to me saying I don't I don't talk about money but mate, there are certain things that are undeniable and that I like I just look at it as a human level forget politics leave politics out of it just as a human level it's just annoying isn't it it's annoying, mate. Tories, man. <laughs> one rule for them, one rule for us. And I've always been, I'm, I'm working class, mate. I'm working class, so it's, uh, I can't help but, it can't, oh, I can't help but feel, um, feel a bit hard done by by it, like the taking piss. But, that's all I'll say. The taking bloody piss out of us. But at the same time, the governor, the governor, like, 
you know, I couldn't do their job. You know, it's a, I make it, it's, well, it's hard, isn't it? Look at me, I, <laughs> two, two gauges deep, and I'm, I'm talking about politics, which, like, I, that's like, I might as well be talking about astrophysicists. I might, uh, like, like, I don't know. I know nothing. I might as well be talking about neuroscience or, um, I don't know. Whatever, mate. Whatever Tony Stark's on about. But I just know I feel. Or is there, do I feel like this because the media has made me feel like this? If everything's facts, right, and, and, and it hasn't been spun out by the media or... And if it is facts that they did do that, whilst we were all, like, making massive sacrifices and struggling, and they were having a party and having a lot of, like, lols, then it's just... I'm not into it, mate. It makes me feel angry. It makes me feel very angry and very sad. Very sad that that, that they're the people that are uh, that are in in charge of us, or looking after us, or whatever it is. Anyway, this is I can't talk about this. I'll probably cut all this out. Anyway, this is bullshit. I waffle on so much. <coughs> I waffle on so much that. Because I don't even know my own mind. That's what I feel like when I'm doing a solo podcast or I'm waffling to the camera. Because I'll talk about something and then I'll be like, oh, do I even believe that? Do I even think that? Or do I think the complete opposite or something else? don't even know my own thoughts. I don't know my own thoughts. That's why I'm best off out here in elements. Because that's what I do know. I do know this. I do know how to, how to pitch a tent and how to like just be safe and be warm and you know even though it's it's winter and it's blowing a gale and all that sort of stuff I know what I'm doing it's simple I know how to forage for food I know how to procure water I know how to build a shelter make a fire it's simple it keeps me simple it keeps me honest I just like that I like that I just like that the rest of it you know when you, if you're talking about politics religion just having an opinion on it, all this sort of stuff, then I can't, I'm, I struggle with it because I don't even know what I think. I'll have an opinion and then I'll talk to someone marginally more, in, like, marginally more intelligent than me, which isn't hard, like maybe I'll talk to a lettuce. Uh, I'll talk to someone who's a bit more intelligent than me and then they'll just completely change my mind. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right, mate, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And then I'll start saying, I'll, be like, I'll believe that. And then I'll maybe read an article and I'll be like, oh, I believe that now. I just don't know my own thoughts. So, and there I am. Do a podcast. Doing my own show. Got a YouTube channel. I don't even know my own thoughts. Uh, some things I do, I'm passionate about, but the majority of it, mate, I'm just winging it. Winging it. Sat in the tent talking to me, Sen. Half cut. Two cans at good clobber. This red light's been on for ages telling me that battery's going. Look at it. And it's lying. It's bloody government. Should we? Like that. Let's light, light mood a little bit, look. Hey, hey. Let's lighten mood. Here we go. Lighten mood. <laughs> Talking about politics. What? Here's your politics. Uh, huh? 
Politics. Uh, there's your politics, mate. Politics that. <coughs> Excuse me. Go on then, I'll change battery then because it's... It's vibing me out. Lose a mint. Absolutely mint. Right. Shall I just sack it off now? Shall I just sack it off? Do I have a battery to give you? No, I'll stay with you. I'll stay with you till I've drunk my silly. Just give me a little weird setup. Just such a weird setup. Um, right, come here. Come here, you. Let's get your battery changed. There you are. Hello. Welcome back. Can't, this ain't going out as an audio because it's too much. It's just not flowing, is it? I don't know how people do it. Just if you if you can do an, a solo podcast, and I know my mate Matt does one, where he just talks to himself for two hours without. Well, I've not listened to one all the way through, but without listen to bits where, and he just doesn't seem to lose his mind or question himself or whatever. And if I was to sit here with you, for, with you now for two hours and just chat, I'd you'd be se I'd be getting sectioned, mate. I think you'd be wanting to section me because I can't do it. Because all your internal monologues and dialogues and all that sort of stuff, your doubts and your silly accents and your, all this sort of stuff exists, doesn't it? When you're talking to your senator or without anyone to rein you back in or to bounce off, I feel like it's madness, mate. We can do it a little bit, we're doing it now, I'm doing it now with you. But to go off and tell stories and ya and just keep it cognitive, is that the word? Keep it... Uh, whatever, keep it real. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll tell you, why I got into hiking. Why I'm into hiking, that's it. Let me tell you, let me tell you my hiking um, background. I've always been into hiking really. I've liked it from afar when I was a young lad. <clears throat> I would get taken out into dales and moors and stuff with my nan and granddad and we'd go on hikes and just be outside and go for walks and stuff. And I would always see my nan and granddad would love it. They were always had the hiking boots and I picked it up not maybe not as much as I realized at the time but retrospectively when I look back I really did shine, like I really did like take a shine to it through their love for it and um, some of the best times that I've ever had, some of the best memories I've ever had have been on hikes, long distance hikes or day hikes, I remember hiking with Alice in the Lake District with my ex-girlfriend in the Lake District and taking a, a moment to just step back and I didn't tell her this, but I was quietly thinking, this is what my nan and granddad did, and they loved it so much. Because when they couldn't do it, I remember them telling me how much they loved it. And I remember just, I could do it. I was like, you know, I was in my 20s, and I was just, I took a step back and looked at it objectively and was thinking to myself, this is like some of the best times of my life. 
And I took myself out of the situation to think of it and it seared into my brain that moment. Um, and then my long distance hikes that I've done have just seared into my brain. And at the time I don't think about it because I've just got a job to do. I've got a hike to do. I need to get to the end. I don't want to fail. I want to make good time. Uh, you know, I've got to do all my drills, my, you know, look after my feet and all that sort of stuff. But the longer time goes on after these hikes, the more they just become immortalized in my brain. Um, and I think about them a lot and they become my, my happy place. Um, because of that, because of my grandparents used to love it, especially my granddad. <clears throat> and I, I've got my tattoo on my leg as a as a nod to my granddad. He was, he was literally the the photo there that I put on here, was his actual hiking boots on his coffin. I took that photo at his funeral. He loved it that much, mate. He was he was into it, and I'm into it. I'm into it as well. It's 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 in my blood, mate. It's in my blood, and. To prove, like when I was, <clears throat> so, uh, I bang on about it all the time, but I had cancer when I was a young lad, in my very early 20s, <clears throat> maybe 22, something like that, I was 22, um, but anyway, I beat it, and I wanted to do something for Cancer Research UK, so I hiked across the country, I did Adrian's Wall, and I was just a fresh-faced young muppet. Didn't really know much about wild camping like I do now. I've got all the gear now. Now I'm like, it's my thing now. I know a lot about it. But then, I was 20, maybe 22, 23. And I knew a bit. Like, I knew enough to... And I had the gear and and whatever. And I did it. And I got in the... The, the York Press <clears throat> picked up the story and ran with it. And the... The press photographer came and took a photo of me just as I'd got back with my boots around my neck. I'll put it here. If I can find the article or the, the photo, I'll put it here, mate. Look like an absolute mentalist with no beard and that. Real young. Real young. But doing long distance hikes. And that was before YouTube, before Instagram, Facebook, all this sort of stuff. It was just, just did it because I love it. And I wanted to give a little bit back to a charity that pretty much saved my life and it's just carried on it's carried on i'm uh, i'm always i'm always hiking i love it like whether it's a day hike or just a two or three day hike or the big hikes that i've been doing recently like the cape raft trail the coast to coast the one that i've got planned next which was uh one of my granddad's favorites and this is going to be another nod to him i'm looking forward to that there's a start and an end to it. It's like a story. And when you've done it, in your mind, it's a story. It's the beginning, it's the training, it's the beginning, it's the end. And it's just... Uh, it just fits. It just fits like a book in my mind or like a a journey, like an actual journey. Which is rare um, in life. I don't ever feel that. <clears throat> but when I think about the coast to coast that I did or the Cape Raft Trail or the Hadrian's Wall hike or... <clears throat> anything like that it's just it feels like just a like I'm thinking about a box set of movies that are just dear to me in my brain and I love it and I want to collect more of them and I want to uh, 
you know, just honour my granddad and my grandma and all that, just for longer, just as much as I can. I've already exceeded, uh, I've already, like, hiked further and longer and done more than they they ever did, but I want to just keep going so that, I don't know, maybe my daughter one day will look at me and want to wanna hike, but she's never going to be able to hike as many trails as I did. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave my legacy too much. Good luck. Kaya, if you're watching, and I'm dead, and I'm gone, good luck beating all my trails, because I'm up in my game. Come get me. <laughs> Imagine if she does it. Imagine if she does it. She uses this as her inspiration. It's too much. Oh. Anyway, so that's it. Just a little bit of a tale on why I like hiking, and, you know, and I'll keep doing it, mate. I'll keep doing it until wheels fall off, I think. I know my nan and granddad kept doing it up, like in their 60s, they were still doing multi-day hikes. Um, and I'll just keep, hopefully, with modern medicine and science <laughs> and, like, steroids and that, I'll keep doing it till I'm 80. Just jacked. Barefoot, jacked. 80 years old, boshing it, man. Land's End to John O'Groats, 80. Jacked. <laughs> Running it. Barefoot. Cheers. <laughs> Bottom of my sleeping bag, honestly, is like, oh, mate, putting it around back here, it's like putting it into a, like a, imagine like putting it into a, like a hippo's, a hippopotamus's ass. <laughs> it's so warm and comfortable. <laughs> nah. No, don't say that. Don't say that, Paul. Because I've got three of these. I've got three of these tea, these tea bag looking warm things, and they are beautiful. I've got three of these in bottom of the sleeping bag, one in each pocket. I'm living like a king, living like an absolute king. This is going down well, going down like a granny on a frosty morning. I don't know what else to talk about, mate. How long have I been talking anyway? Do we even know? Does anyone know? Has anyone been timing this? Rubbish. Oh, but what I do have, I know which what, what I'm gonna do when I've when we wrap this up is I've got an audio, but I've got me uh, I've got Billy Connolly's autobiography that I'm that I've got to listen to, the Big Yin, who was when I was growing up he was my favourite mate, undoubtedly my favourite stand up, so wild, and this was when he had big long hair and just. It was wild. And the sad thing about it is, is that his autobiography, you can, you, there's a frailty in his voice that gives me a little bit of, it's a bit hard to listen to if I'm honest, because it reminds me of how, you know, that Father Time's the real MVP. Reminds me that Father Time will kick us all in the bollocks. Because the big yin was, that was his job, was just to be bigger, larger than life, funny, like, bombastic. That's not the right word. That isn't the right word, but, you know, larger than life, yeah. And then to hear him just a little bit, not so much meek, but frail, mate. 
the frailty in his voice. It's like it's he's old and in he, his, you know, he's got has he got Parkinson's or something like that. And it's just listening to it. There's a, it's an, there's an air of sadness to it for me, even though I love him and it's good and it's wonderful to listen to and I love his oh, the, his passion for describing stuff is is unparalleled, mate. I love it. But there's definitely a Johnny Cash vibe to it when, uh, like, when Johnny Cash sings "Hurt." There's that, like. Let's have you, mate. Get done for copyright, won't I? Damn. Ah, oh, Johnny Cash's voice, you can hear it. The age, the everything, it's just... Makes it more powerful, but it's... Uh, also reminds me of my own mortality a little bit, so... <laughs> anyway, it's only an audiobook. Why are you overthinking it? It's just, it's just a big yin's audiobook. I'll get into it anyway. Right. Oh, that's made me want to get all melancholy. Like, I want to listen to Johnny Cash now. In fact, I'm going to turn you off. I'm going to wallow in some Johnny Cash. Zip me sleeping bag up. Finish me tin and wallow. Wallow in some Johnny Cash. Yes, mate. Right. This isn't... Well, this bit's for you, my patrons. Uh, thanks. Um, thank you for supporting... Thanks for always, like for some of you have been here from the beginning and I fucking love you for it. I love you for it. Um, I, you've helped me through some of the darkest times. Like I would have been on on the streets, real talk if it weren't for you. When during lockdown, when my business wasn't able to run and, and all that sort of stuff. This Patreon just helped me out. Like it put a roof over my head. You know, it's not a, it's not a mass it's not like masses. It's not enough to live on, like be, but it's enough. It's enough to take the pressure off me, and just yeah, man, just to 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 help me, just to keep doing what I do, and I'm forever grateful. I am to every single one of you, even if you've just this is your first time here and you're gonna dip at the end of the month. I respect you and I love you for it, and uh, and I hope to bring more people here and to keep doing this as much as I can and to bring more content and more patron-only content and eventually just have, you know, <laughs> eventually just have millions of patrons so I don't have to work anymore and I can just focus <laughs> on this. That's not true. I've got to keep busy in all sorts of different things otherwise I'll go mad. But I just want to say thank you to everyone who supports and who, uh, who follows. Much love, and I'll see you soon. Au revoir. My empire dirt. Let's fade out to this look, listen. Yeah. <laughs>